0: Welcome to the first Adelante Initiative podcast. I'm Ian Welsh, and over the coming months, I'll be exploring some different aspects of the initiative, the platform dedicated to creating safe and productive work practices in the sugarcane industry and beyond. Many developing world agricultural workers face long hours laboring in conditions of high heat to grow and harvest the commodities in the tropics that are part of so many big international brand supply chains. Awareness of the impact on workers from continued high work in high heat is growing, along with the interventions that can help. As we will hear, progressing this is what the work of the Adelante Initiative is trying to achieve. In this opening episode, I'll be talking with some of the Initiative's partner organisations about its structure and aims and progress to date. So stay tuned to hear from La Isla Network's Jason Glazer, Dennis Chavaria from the Ingenio San Antonio Sugar Mill in Nicaragua, Mario Amador from the Nicaraguan Sugar Producers Association, and Joe Woodruff from Bon Bonsucro. The Adelanthe Initiative builds on previous research into the causes of and potential ways to mitigate chronic kidney disease of undetermined causes, known as CKDU, in sugarcane workers. The kidney disease has been linked to hard work in high temperatures. Founded by Bonsucro, La ISA Network, Nicaragua Sugar Estates, and the Nicaraguan Sugar Producers Association, Adelante provides, essentially, an in-field laboratory at the San Antonio Sugar Mill in Nicaragua, investigating the impacts of in-the-field interventions that principally provide sugarcane workers with access to plenty of rehydrating fluids, compulsory rest periods and shade. In future episodes, I will be exploring the history of research into CKDU and the mitigating interventions in greater detail. For now, though, how is the Adelante Initiative structured? What are its aims and what progress have we seen? I asked the Easley Network founder Jason Glazer to explain about the structure of the initiative.
1: The structure of the Adelante Initiative is really representative of the strategic vision of the project. And that is to have stakeholders at the table who can assure that what we discover in this initiative is then applied not only throughout the region and throughout the sugar industry, but is then applicable to other industries that may also carry these risks like construction or mining or some of the things in the informal sector like brick making or other high-heat, long-hour, tough jobs where the workload's very high.
0: So, the intent of the initiative is clear, but who are the various stakeholder groups that make up the Atlante Initiative?
1: You have La Isla Network, is one member and we are representing the research and NGO advocacy arm. So what we find in the research we then use and translate into advocacy, policy suggestions and recommendations for governments, for extra governmental organizations like the Pan American Health Organization or the International Labor Organization and local governments to ensure that workers are protected and that they have the best available data with which to make those recommendations. I would extend the idea of providing those recommendations to private industry, like buyers of rum or sugar or ethanol or other products that have these issues in their supply chain. Then you have Ingenio San Antonio, which has been a leader in developing interventions and better work practices for sugarcane cutters for the last several years. And their goal is to have a kind of a flagship model of what the best data-driven intervention looks like in the industry, and then that can be then scaled and adapted in other contexts throughout the industry, the region, and eventually the world. Bonsucro is extremely important. That's a certification mechanism for sustainable sugar. That's important because one of the things we're all worried about is that unless there's a concerted effort to raise everybody's standards up, then effectively the groups working, you know, the, the producers or the, or the mills or the other industries creating better working practices will basically effectively be punished in the marketplace for making the initial investment. What we want to do is kind of raise the tide water up so all the boats rise, so that there is a kind of unfair competition by not taking care of your workforce. So that's really a big part of bon Sucro is to revise the standard to make sure the standard actually protects workers, uh, protects their health, makes that more of a focus, and provides specificity for what is required for an effective intervention. That's a big part of this: is you can say you have an intervention, but unless it's deemed whether it is sufficient or not, you don't know if you're protecting health. And if you aren't, it shouldn't be looked at as a negative. It should be looked at as, how can we further improve this? The Nicaraguan Sugar Producers Association is in line with that idea that if we can get Nicaragua as a flagship country where all workers are protected, whether they are contracted or subcontracted, the idea is that should then expand throughout the other associations in the region and beyond to take on that responsibility.
0: So all the partners are in place and aligning to take the initiative forward. But what about the crucial funding that such a project inevitably requires? Here's Jason again.
1: This initiative is funded by the German investment corporation, the DEG. So Ingenio San Antonio is a recipient of that funding, but they fund many, many organizations globally. Many organizations in their portfolio would have these risks be they sugar or other agriculture or mining that may support? And so their hope is that we identify a system with which to adapt and intervene and improve working conditions globally eventually. You know, so we have to smart start, we have to start with the lowest hanging fruit in a way, and that would be Central America. That would be Ingenio San Antonio, the sugar mill. And that's because Ingenio San Antonio is really owns or operates most of their land. And so we can scale it and measure it more easily there. And there is an internalization there of the need to do this. This is far beyond compliance or far beyond PR for them at this point. It is really a focus of we wanna be the leaders, we are de facto the leaders, but we wanna share everything we're finding throughout because whatever the cause may be, we have certain responsibilities within our industry and within our workforce that we can improve, that we are improving, and, and this isn't a blame game, this is a can we fix this and what are we finding that can be applicable elsewhere? You know, the whole structure, the stakeholder approach is very much strategic to making sure that what we find is applicable elsewhere and scalable.
0: Sure. So that's why you have so many different factors. And the founding members, of course, as you see, were yourselves at La Isla Network. Bon Sucro, the Nicaragua Sugar Estates Limited, and the Sugar Association of Nicaragua, and everyone bringing their own individual talents to the table. So what are the aims of the Adelante Initiative?
1: The first goal was to assess current practices and see if they're adequate for the workforce, uh, not just sugar cutters, but everybody out in those fields. The second is to address any shortcomings uh, we identify together with the mill and the current interventions and in our research, which is fully independent. That's important to note. The intervention research and the baseline research and any research going forward uh, is 100% independent. The mill has no say in the design of the study, the mill has no say in what we publish. There's a lot of mutual confidence there that what we find is always going to be put towards a mutual solution. So that allows a lot of freedom to get the job done and ask tough questions and maybe find tough answers, but always with the eyes on the objective or the prize of improving the health of the workforce.
0: So tell me a little bit about the progress so far.
1: Yeah, so the progress so far is really interesting. To go back, like the, the main point of the intervention is to assess current practices, then to address any shortcomings, and then to accompany and support the mill and implementation, and then to accredit or validate the findings. And then by doing that, we make sure that we're not just saying, oh, we have an intervention, that's enough, or we have an intervention and it's not enough, therefore this may not be occupational. By doing this, we're really going to drill down into like what is controllable, what is not, what is motivating the progression or onset of the disease, what is not, and like very specific insights into how much rest is required, how much water is required, how many electrolyte solutions should be provided per day for workers, and is it sufficient, is it effectively implemented. So the current status, I would summarize as, we have done the assessment phase, and what we found was the current intervention, while absolutely a leader in the region and globally, I would say in the sugarcane sector, is insufficient. It is insufficient to protect the health of the most heavy laborers, the burned cane cutters, and these guys that cut seed, they cut green cane into seed packets, those two heaviest workloads. However, if we look at historical controls, It looks like it is effective for some of these lower work categories, these lower workloads like cedars and people that work in the fields, the same fields, different jobs, which much lower workload. It does look like their health is protected and the support staff who are in those same fields from the similar communities, they're also healthy. So that's the good news. The challenge remains is can we devise an intervention that is logistically capable, which is commercially viable and still protects health of those heavier workloads? So the big finding, I would say, is workload, meaning is your core temperature going up because of the strenuous nature of your job to a point where it's causing damage? And that workload analysis shows that those heaviest jobs, that burn cane cutter, compared to people in those same fields, literally meters away in the same environment, that risk factor between them and their supervisors and the support staff with low workload is 12 to 1. They are 12 times more likely to have kidney damage over the harvest. So we still have some work to do, but I think this is a really important insight that hydration is important, but that really it's that core temperature, it's that workload. We need to focus on rest, sufficient rest and assess if, by doing so, we limit the kidney damage over the harvest for these workers.
0: And more from Jason shortly. As he alluded to, one of the key aspects of the Adelante Initiative is its multi-stakeholder approach with the involvement of its founding partners. And none are more crucial than the involvement of the San Antonio Sugar Mill from Nicaragua. I asked Dennis Chavaria, Head of Occupational Health at the Mill, why he believes the initiative to be important.
2: Adelante is important because it is a joint effort between private enterprises, civil society, and international financial organizations to help improve the social impact of sugarcane producers and its derivatives. Adelante is also the only case study around the world that brings new elements in the implementation of an efficient production plan scientifically assessed to protect the health workers in the sugarcane industry.
0: What do you hope it will achieve?
2: Well, improved work plans regarding occupational health and safety will be established at Ingenio San Antonio through scientific evaluation of their labour practices. This will also generate a database which will be made available to other mills and independent sugar cane producers for further contribution to the continuous improvement of worldwide standards of productions and certifications in in the sugar industry. The scientific evidence to be gathered must also help the public sectors of different countries, especially in Central America, so that they consider these practices as an essential part for the review and formulation of the occupational health and safety policy.
0: As we heard from Jason earlier, the Nicaraguan Sugar Producers Association is a partner in the Adelante Initiative too. I spoke with the association's general manager, Mario Amador, who is also president of the Central American Sugar Producers Association, about his organization's involvement. Why have you got involved
3: with the Atlantic Initiative? We have been uh, working with the initiative for a couple of years already because we think that it's important for everyone to improve the workers' conditions as a whole. And we believe that in the Central American Sugar Proteus Association and in the Nicaragua Sugar Proteus Association that that is something that we have to do as a must. It's not something we do it because we are forced to do, but because we believe in the fact that if we have workers with better working conditions, we'll have better results as a whole. What do you want to achieve at the end? Well, with the initiative, what we want is to help um, validate what we're doing in, in Nicaragua, especially in, in San Antonio Mill. And then we'll try to translate that information or that practices to the Nicaragua uh, mills as a whole all three other mills. And then we would like to have those practices be evaluated and transferred to the Central American mills, the 46 central mills that we have in Central America. Once we have that, we will be able to say that Central America is uh, a place where we produce uh, sugar in the best working condition possible, that our sugar is a highest standard sugar.
0: And I guess there's also the potential to extend the work of the initiative to
3: other supply chains as well beyond sugar. Yeah, that's something we are really looking forward to, to have those practices being transferred to another industries in the, in the area or even to another country where we have a relationship or connection with them.
0: Another of the Atlante Initiative founders is Global Sugarcane Membership and Certification Association, Bon Sucro. I asked communications manager Joe Woodruff why Bon Sucro had got involved in the Atlante Initiative.
4: Bon Sucro, as the global sugarcane platform, we maintain the most widely used standard for sugarcane sustainability. But we also are a membership organisation and that gives us a great deal of depth and scope to foster dialogue between uh, stakeholders. And that's exactly what we did. We brought these parties together and encouraged dialogue. And it's grown from there. It's really allowed the different parties and bon Sucro to understand the issue and to talk to each other. It's allowed common ground to be found and progress to be made in understanding what CKDU is, the science behind it, and what the practical interventions are and how to scale it. And so the credit goes to everyone involved here, like La Isla Network and Nicaragua Sugar States Limited and the CNPA, the uh, Nicaraguan Sugar Producers Association, because they are working together now very productively. And now that the initiative is steaming ahead, Bonsucro is in in a great position with its global membership network to make sure that the results from the initiative are scalable not just in sugarcane but also other commodities as well and i think it's a really important initiative to be involved in the atlanta initiative really showcases what can be achieved through setting aside differences and working collaboratively on a common goal for the common good and i think i think that's something that born Sucre is built on we're all working together for a more sustainable industry And in terms of ensuring that the learnings get captured and get transferred to the wider industry around the world, our standard is being revised. This year it's just started. And through that process, we hope to strengthen the standard even further to make sure that these learnings are captured in there. You know, that is subject to the the standard revision process, uh, but it's a real opportunity to make sure that what the Adelante Initiative is investigating is incorporated into our standard.
0: Making the most of the opportunities and solutions that the work of the Atlantean Initiative is creating is clearly very important. But what are the next steps? Here's Jason Glazer again.
1: The next steps for the Initiative are taking that assessment that we did, identifying those gaps together, and then creating kind of an Intervention 2.0 at the mill. And then we'll be assessing its efficacy over the next harvest. And then we'll be assisting with implementation challenges. We're developing an app to ensure implementation is more effective that can also track any heat, stress or other occupational injury incidents from the field team and then track them through the company clinic to see the outcomes of the workers and see what the impact is of that. On the policy front, PAHO is very interested in identifying whether or not this is an occupational illness. That's a Pan American health organization. We're increasingly working with the Costa Rican government as they address this as well. We are submitting our publications to a number of journals that will be coming out. So, you know, the next real focus is we've identified some gaps. Can we fill those gaps? And can we see if now those gaps are filled and if things are implemented appropriately, that worker health is now protected? So that's kind of the addressing phase. We are now addressing those gaps and trying to fill those gaps and assess whether or not it's effective.
0: Just to go back to Intervention 2.0 you mentioned. So the current interventions that are being studied are providing adequate water to field workers, place of shade for them to rest, and for them to have periods of rest. Presumably then, the next set of interventions will be beyond that. Is that that what you're saying?
1: Well, what I'm saying is for the lower workloads, for those job categories that aren't as strenuous as the seed cutter and the bird cane cutter, that the interventions seem to be sufficient. There is sufficient rest time. There's sufficient access to shade and water. Uh, The water quality appears to be good the rest of that. Now, while there's shade, water, and rest provided for those heavier workloads, the seed cutters and burn cane cutters, there's still quite extensive amounts of kidney damage in those two job categories over the harvest. And it's really the goal of this coming harvest is, can we design an intervention for those heaviest work categories that is sufficient and logistically viable and commercially viable? The focus is, can we improve the interventions that are currently in place? for those heaviest workload categories to adequately protect their health.
0: We will be covering many of the issues surrounding CKDU and the work of the network and its partners in our podcast series over the coming months, including focusing more closely on the disease itself and how it came to be recognised. So do listen out for them. For now though, my thanks to Jason, Dennis, Mario and Joe for their time. i am been Welsh and many thanks for listening.